Hello and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the home studio studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where tonight we're going to be discussing the life and the career of the American actor, film director, producer Kevin Costner. Uh, Costner is a 68 years old right now. He's riding high uh, as the star of the television, uh, Paramount Plus television series. Uh, Yellowstone, uh, which is breaking all kinds of uh, viewership records. And uh, Costner's been around for a long time. Uh, first, uh, He first uh, rose to prominence on a string of uh, critically acclaimed films, but the first big movie that he starred in was, of course, The Untouchables, even though he was in a few movies before that. Uh, he is a He's won a couple of Academy Awards. He's won an Emmy Award. He's won a couple of Screen Actors Guilds Award, Guild Awards, Golden Globe Awards. He's pretty much at this point in his life, Hollywood royalty. And we'll talk all about his career. We'll uh, share our favorite movies of his. I've got a top five list. Len, Mr. Mr. You know, Achievement, has 10 favorite. <laughs> Mr. Achievement. Thank you very much. Hello. Oh, there he is, Mr. Yes. Uh, we. <laughs> I've given you a, uh, a, uh, a hoodie that reads Mr. Achievement. Uh, so uh, let's get to that. And... Uh, uh, and then we'll um, let's get to that, and uh, and we'll start with uh, our first memory of Kevin Costner. And uh, Len, I'll, I'll kick it to you. When do you first? When were? You, do you remember the time you were first aware of of him as an actor? Yeah, it was Silverado. Yeah, because Silverado had a pretty big name cast. Yeah, and I remember thinking he stole the movie. I agree. Everybody was we were like, who's this guy? Yeah, and I think Silverado is a really good movie. I agree. I mean, Scott Glenn, Kevin Cot. I mean. Um, Kevin Klein, Danny Glover. So he was Brian Dennehy. He was acting with a lot of heavyweights, and he just got it done. He was the Mike Talkman of the, of Silverado. He's like, this is my chance. I'm 30 years old. I'm going for it. Do it. And he and he really did. Mm -hmm. uh, and his career um, was filled with a lot of stops and starts. He was supposed to be in the Big Chill, and then all his scene uh, that was a you know potentially big role for him because he had a you know a key role in the movie. He was cast as the dead friend that everyone in the Big Chill gets travels to whose funeral they are traveling traveling to Michigan for. And, uh, and then all the scenes got put on the cutting room floor and they decided just to talk about their friend and, and not ever show him. And that was Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's that had to have been like crushing. You're like, what? Yeah. And, that, and then the movie's huge. Right. One of the, just a gigantic hit. Yeah. And you're not even in it. It's It's gotta be, I've, I really uh, admire people like that who persevere and keep going mm -hmm. as uh, in in the face of like something like that you were this close you were this close to start a but i do think he probably thought his debut movie was the one that was going to make him a star you know why why because it was called sizzle beach usa <laughs> how was that not a huge hit wasn't he also a conga line dancer in night shift with michael keaton and ron was he? i think he was as i recall he was in it for like you literally you see him for like three seconds he's a conga line uh, really <laughs> 
uh, well, Michael Keaton is acting wacky and Henry Winkler's all harried. And then here comes Kevin Costner, like uh, juking by him in a conga line. That? Um, it's no sizzle beach USA. I'll say that. True. But nothing is, to be to be fair. Well, <laughs> in sizzle beach USA. Three Midwestern beauties find love in the sand at a beautiful Malage, Malibu beach house. Sizzle beach USA. <laughs> also known as Malibu Hot Summer. So don't be confused, everyone. It could also be called Malibu Hot Summer. I know everybody's going to run out and whenever we reference something, everybody has to watch it, read it, yep. hear it. You're welcome, anyone <laughs> associated with Sizzle Beach USA. You got the Jag Bags mention. Enjoy all the cash coming to you now. <laughs> Shortly after Sizzle Beach USA, apparently Costner ran into Richard Burton and uh, he said, uh, Mr. Burton, did you perhaps you might know me from Sizzle Beach USA? <laughs> and Burton said, no, nah, no, I've, I've never seen that. <laughs> And uh, he goes, you know, I thought that was going to be my big break, but nothing's been really happening after that. Uh, do you think I should stick with acting or find another job? And apparently Richard Burton said, stick with it, kid. And, uh, and he just ran into him and like on the beach uh, in some uh, remote location. That's another story I remember. He wow. said, Richard Burton didn't know me from Adam. Yep. And he was really nice to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he said, uh, do you think it's possible that I could be an actor and not and not have turmoil in my private life? And Burton said, of course it's possible. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. and, uh and he said, without that, I probably, I, there's a chance I might have picked it up. He was frat boy number one in Night Shift. <laughs> and then, do you remember the movie Francis? It's Jessica Lange. Yes, he was in he that. He was man in the alley in that. <laughs> See, and and this is a, a at the heart of the um at the, of this is one of the key points of the SAG the current actor strike because if the studios have their way, all this you know man in a con frat boy one and man in the alley, they'll be like AI CGI just faces. They won't even they won't be actual people. And uh, so a main pipeline for actors to get seen and heard and network and all that will be taken away. Um, you bring up some great points. That's really funny. Um, about Costner. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you're like you're beating the bushes for ten years before something before anything really happens. Um, yeah, trying to meet people. What was your opinion of the Untouchables when it when it came out? I liked it. Yeah, I did too. He's you know I keep thinking about he's kind of similar to Tom Cruise in a way mm -hmm. because he he basically sticks to what he's good at. Right. And it's I mean it's worked for the most part, but he's not going to be much of a risk taker. No. What do and you part think? of that might be because he had the two huge bombs. He had Waterworld. Yes, I want to talk about Postman, one. which were both jet and i don't know i guess Waterworld was a little risky he's basically playing a fish man yep but the postman i didn't see i didn't i never really even paid attention to it except for the fact that i knew it was a bomb yeah, the postman was infamous but i don't know if he well it says he's played a nameless drifter who dons a postman's uniform in a bag of mail to inspire hope to survivors living in post-apocalyptic america yeah so i guess that is kind of a departure for him right it doesn't really have bad ratings for it though so maybe that's a movie that's not really not that bad it just didn't work because it wasn't what costner normally does right <laughs> in post of post-apocalyptic america in this movie is 2013 yeah right so they didn't go too far into the future with that one you know uh the postman like i mean that almost sank his career well it won seven razzies 
That's tough. But I think, like I said, in retrospect, though, I don't think people think it's a bad movie when they actually sit down and watch it. That's why I want to see it. Yeah, it might be. It might be of interest. We're kind of jumping around. Lorenz but... Tate's in it. He's a good actor. We're, we're, we're jumping around a little bit here. And I... Um... Tom Petty plays the mayor of Bridge City in it. Who does? Tom Petty. Tom Petty is in is in The Postman. Yeah. So is Giovanni Ribisi, who I don't like. But You don't like Giovanni Ribisi? No. Why don't you like him? I think he's fine. No, nope, don't like him. He annoys me. Oh, you... What, you and lost... Peggy Lipton. Pe- Peggy Lipton's in it, too. It's an interesting uh, cast. Um, what did you think of Waterworld? I liked Waterworld. I... The, the first 40... Half hour to 45 minutes, I was like, this is... I've never seen a movie like this. It's very inventive, and it's extremely... Yeah, it's original. I've You know, I... And, uh, yeah, post-apocalyptic and all that stuff. I felt it... It ended kind of with a whimper as opposed to a bang. Um, but everyone was like, oh, Waterworld, what a bang. I was like, I, I didn't think it was terrible. But it, he got... He got crushed for that yeah i remember i remember liking it but it was also a reaction to the budget i think the budget was insane i believe it i believe it and it was probably i don't know where the chronology of that one is you're due for backlash at some point sure i mean everybody gets like every single movie oh this is the finest right so at some point people are gonna be just just gonna say no to you no matter what right I mean, water world let's when did water world come out it came out after wait a minute was that it was probably after some of his big stuff well, that's not in order okay it came out after the bodyguard perfect world jfk so it was getting to the point where people were like all right that's enough kevin costner <laughs> <laughs> i mean he had a lot of big hits yeah they're like you know what it's 1995. Take a break, Kevin Costner, because Postman was 97. So he, he actually had a bad stretch because he had Waterworld and Postman, which were just total flops. Yep. And in between those two was Tin Cup, which I thought was a really good movie. I loved Tin Cup. Tin Cup was really good, but it, it just did okay, I think. It should have done better. I think that uh, maybe just, because that's Ron Shelton, that's Bull Durham. And so same kind of, uh, you know, sports slice of life, every man like th- that he loves to do with White men can't jump, and um, you know all the, uh, every Ron Shelton sports movie, and Costner seems to be tailor made for that. But you're right, maybe um, I, I felt like Tin Cup got okay reviews, and but I think he was still smarting from The Postman or Waterworld, excuse me. Yeah, and then Postman was next, and then the Postman kind of sank him, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, his career really kind of went um, into flux from then, from mm-hmm. there. Um, although uh, you know he did make some good movies post, um, uh, post. He hasn't really had like the big hit though since then no he has I mean he's had some good movies yes I'm not saying he had good movies but no that hit. was kind of it for him as far as no big hits gigantic everybody goes to see it once no he kind of wandered around until until Yellowstone um, yep but some good overlooked ones very much so very much so um should we get into top your favorite movies okay my number one you know should I go number one to ten or ten to one I uh, go ten to one okay I put dances with wolves at ten mm-hmm. I haven't seen Dance with Wolves in a long time. So I might watch it now and be like, what? I know, right? But I remember liking it back then. So I'm like, all right, I'll put it at 10. I'm afraid to watch it now, to be honest. I really am. Mary McDonald is an Indian woman. So I don't know. I know. I mean, that. there you go. Like right there. It might be very problematic now. Yeah. It, it, Number it, nine, I put Field of Dreams, which I like, but I don't like as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Eight, I put Waterworld because I liked Waterworld. Yep. I thought Waterworld was good. Yep. And maybe part of what reason why I liked it was it was something different for him. Right. Here's Kevin Costner pissing in a bottle as a fish man or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember it real clearly because I was, I watched 
in a drive-in. So I'm sitting in a car watching this. <laughs> Kevin Costner take a risk. Yep. Then I put JFK. I like JFK. Okay. Uh, Upside of Anger. Have you ever seen that one? Never seen Upside of Anger. That's a very underrated movie. Okay. That's a family drama. Joan Allen. Joan Allen's actually more of the star of the movie. Costner's in it, but it centers more around Joan Allen. And they think her husband looked like, uh, they thought her husband left them for another woman. Right. That's like the plot of it. And Kevin Costner kind of comes in their lives. I remember liking that movie a lot. But Joan Allen's a great actress. I love Joan Allen. So I might actually should probably should have had this up a little higher. Maybe this should have been fourth. Uh, fifth, I put Bull Durham. Bull Durham's entertaining. Funny. Tim Robbins. I love Tim Robbins. He's And and Costner is uh, so believable as the, you know, last chance broken down, you know, Crash Davis. You know, I've been playing this game all my life. And and uh, yeah, you, yeah I, he's that was him at his most believable, I thought. Yeah. And then one of his most believable. Yep. Yeah, he does a good job with those. He does. Uh, Untouchables, I put fourth. And honestly, I think Upside of Anger, I probably like better than Untouchables and Bull Durham. And I think Bull Durham is good. I really love Bull Durham. Not yeah. so much for Costner, but more for like Tim Robbins and Robert Wool. They, they killed me. And uh, and Susan Sarandon. They're- <laughs> Then uh, number three, we talked about Silverado. Okay, wow. Super entertaining Western. Agreed. Number two, I put Tin Cup. Love Tin Cup. And then my number one is A Perfect World. Great, great movie. And I think that's his best performance, I think, is A Perfect World. Yeah, I... Kind of different for him. Very. I mean, Clint Eastwood directed it. Yep. Just riveting and emotional. Great movie. Yeah, you wonder, like, when Eastwood saw kind of... Well, we'll get into what makes Costner appealing, but I... I think one of the main things that Clint Eastwood captured and Perfect World is my number five. Um, mm-hmm. A great movie. I think what Clint Eastwood saw in Costner and what I think really brought out in that movie is that that sense of just like he's a brooding figure and you just don't know what's on his mind and he's tough to approach mm-hmm. and he's complicated but he keeps it all inside and there's a lot going on that his personality really comes a- a- across and it's like there's just layers to um, to what should be a simple person and in fact is quite complicated. And uh, I think Eastwood really saw that in him and, and brought it out, unlike any other director, I, I think. I agree with you. It's it's an outstanding Kevin Costner performance. That was one of the movies I walked out and I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, that one got to me. That is another movie that I'm also afraid to see because I saw that in the movie theater uh, on Thanksgiving and just walked out like you, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, was a great, that was a great movie. And yeah, and I was so t- uh, affected by it that I, I kind of don't want to see it again because what if I see it again and I'm like, uh, what was I thinking? Um, Why do you think there's a scene where somebody is talking to a chair? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it just won't be as. I remember it being a very powerful movie. Yeah, you know, you don't know how you're going to react to it years right. later. You never know. That's why it was fun watching something like Caddyshack again and still liking it. Or when I talked about Scott Pilgrim saves the world, right? Those held up. Back to the Future held up. Like just as far as ones I've watched recently that I hadn't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. There is something like, is it going to ruin my memory of it? Am I going to watch it and be like, what was I thinking? I know, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I was. I still want to see it. My, my top five was similar to yours, but there are a couple of exceptions. Um, my number five is Perfect World, and we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Four was Tin Cup, and I like his character of Roy McAvoy because he's an, he's a, he's a moron, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but there's a method to his uh, madness because that's how he keeps his edge by just not taking it very seriously. And well, you know what? But but there's the other side of that movie though is he he reminded me of all the super. Super competitive people I've known in my life. Because at the end of the movie, he's spoiler alert. 
alert for any of you who've never seen it. But he's he's trying to win, but he's not doing it the way the easy way. Right. He's trying to hit this impossible shot, if I remember correctly, right? Correct. Correct. So the whole end of the movie is him blowing it. It's but he's he's not gonna stop until he sinks this shot. It's horrible to watch. And it totally feels like and even me in some cases, like just something as simple as being at a arcade and when I was younger and playing pinball. And I'm like, I am not leaving until I win a free game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting obsessed until you accomplish that. Right. Even though it's really pointless, but you just got that competitiveness to you. And it's com- I mean, that was that's something you don't always really see is that how that competitive nature can mess you up. Mm-hmm. That it's not always like, oh yeah, this competitive guy, he's going to win because he's working hard. And yeah, but the other side of it is what happens in that movie. And, and what I like too was that the way that they set it up is that it sort of like you're beating your or you're competing against yourself. You're trying right. to, you're competing for the sake of the accomplishment of the feat. Like I can do this um, impossible thing because I know I can, I know I can do it. And yeah. I just have to put it together and I will. Mm-hmm. And you're really just trying to prove something to yourself, which to me was kind of the genius of Tin Cup. And I thought Costner's performance was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three movie is a movie that I thought was terrific. And he didn't have a, a but it was, you know, after the postman. So not so many people paid attention. Um, and uh, the movie is called 13 Days. And uh, it's about the um, JFK uh, nuclear, uh, thermonuclear crisis with Cuba and the Russians. And Costner, he doesn't even have, he's in it, but he's more of an ensemble uh, piece. But it's, that's just a good, taut political thriller. And um, it's so well acted. It's so well written. And you just really feel the tension um, as America is being drawn into this very real threat of nuclear war. Uh, the one thing that a, a, bit, a lot of people got down on was Costner's Boston accent because they're all um, JFK, Massachusetts. They're mm-hmm. all from Harvard and Boston guys. And Costner's Boston accent kind of came and went. That's okay. I, it, that never, I don't know, that never bothered me. You know, Costner's never going to be a guy that's going to master, you know, like a, he's never going to inhabit a character. He's always going right. to be a yeah. So a lot of people got down on him for that. But um, as a whole, as a movie itself, I thought it was terrific. Really good. I was shocked at how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think that was made in 2000. Um, two- yeah, I, I think I remember that getting pretty good reviews. But again, this was when he was he was not getting the big hits anymore. Yeah, I was kind of wandering. I think that movie, as, as far as the box office, I, I'm very sure it came and went. Um, and uh, But definitely worth, a, I remember thinking, wow, I did not expect. Now, maybe my expectations were low. And so they were far exceeded. And I was surprised about that. Mm-hmm. I remember really liking it. Really, really like um, 13 Days. Two is Bull Durham. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know what, what I liked about what I liked about Bull Durham, you know, just baseball aside, which you know I love, and I think that's what comes across as the love of the sport and and and, and kind of the same theme, but different from Tin Cup in that in Bull Durham, Costner's character is hanging on because he literally doesn't know how to do anything else in life. And he he loves it so much that it's worth all the injuries and the morons that he's got to put up with because it's, you know, I'm still able to play at a relatively high level, even though I probably will never make the major leagues anymore. And so there's a kind of a quixotic kind of like he's this, you know, romantic figure that he's valiant and will never stop trying, which I really like. And mm-hmm. Costner was pretty perfect for it. Um, the movie that I put as number one uh, was No Way Out. Um, what did you think of No Way you did You didn't put that in your top 10. Did you dislike No I Way Out? Liked it, but I don't know. <laughs> 
Another spoiler alert. I don't know if I really bought him as a Russian at the end. <laughs> but I did like that movie. Accents are not Costner's strength. No, but yeah, it's a good movie. I fell hook, line, and sinker for the twist ending. Yep. Just absolutely did not see that coming. And I remember falling out of my chair uh, in the movie theater thinking. Yeah, that was that was a big deal, that movie. I thought it was. I thought that Costner was terrific. Gene Hackman was always great in these types of mm-hmm. He's uh, perfect. Roles. I thought Sean Young was, um, you know, she was, she does what Sean Young does, which is be really, really sexy and appealing. I loved Sean Young back then. And then she went insane. Yeah. But she had that. She had Blade Runner, yep. Stripes. Yep. I mean, three, three great movies right there. Right. And she just lost it. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think she was, in, she was in Cousins. Did you ever see Cousins? No. Ted Danson, Isabella Rosalini, and I forget who else is in it. That's a good movie, too. Um, yeah. I, she's terrific. In um, she's terrific in uh, in No Way Out, and uh, uh, so um, oh, and lest we forget, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> Right, we're done with that. I mean, how can we forget about possibly yeah. her finest role? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but to me, what makes the movie are, and I think this plays into Costner's strengths, and I think what surprised me the most. First of all, uh, Will Patton as the uh, assistant to Hackman, as Hackman's devious slimy, he was unbelievable. Um, he was the one that was like totally chewing scenery with every. Uh, so he was a major part of why I liked that movie. And I think the reason that I was so, I think, uh, taken by the ending or the ending floored me is that Costner, I mean, part of his appeal is that he is kind of an all-American. He's got an all-American look. He's got that all-American gravitas where, you know, he opens his mouth and it's the voice of authority. And mm-hmm. oh, you got somebody who knows what the F they're doing. Right. And he's in charge or he's going to figure out something and we're all, and, and it will be fine. And even though Costner was like, you know, caught up in this web of intrigue and, and danger and, you know, people could die. Um, he just felt like he was going to figure it out. And here he was just this unimpressionable um, American caught in the middle of it. And uh, so to find out at the end that he wasn't who he thought he was, I, I just bought it because I think I was taken in by Costner's persona. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. Costner also, uh, he had a major disagreement with the director and Costner was like, I mean, he was, he was a star, but he wasn't like a, like established, no doubt about it, box office legend. Mm-hmm. He's a guy with a couple hits and uh, the director, no way out, wanted him to do a scene in some way. And Costner says, I don't agree with that. I don't think my character would do that. And the director was like, well, look, you're going to do it this way because I am the director and you know, this is my movie and we're going to do it that way. And apparently Costner said, I felt so strongly about this movie and I felt so strongly that this guy was wrong that yeah, I threw a, threw a tantrum. I'd watched other uh, big stars do it and you know, I, I was like, this is my turn and Hackman was in the room and others and so I like got into a screaming match with the guy and uh, you know, they shut it down and I stalked off to my trailer and, and when the day was over, now this, you're only hearing Costner's viewpoint of it so I'd love to hear Hackman's viewpoint mm-hmm. but he said, oh, I ran that <laughs> at the end of the day and Hackman is in the room with me and I was like, oh man, here we go. Because he made a beeline right for me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, this is Gene Hackman coming over to me. What's he going to say? And Hackman was, and he said that Hackman said, listen, you know, if you believe something in something strongly enough, you owe it to the movie. You owe it to everyone to fight for it. Mm-hmm. You may not get your way.
way, but you you do a movie a disservice if you just swallow it and 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 just say, okay, we'll do it your way. Because sometimes, you know, the actor is right. And um, and Costner was like, I was so grateful to him because I thought he was going to chew me out. <laughs> and um, it's a good story. And, you know, who knows if it's true, but um, at least Costner was appealing when he said it. You know, he's believable. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's believable. Um, is there an underrated performance or movie or, uh, uh, you know, Costner kind of that we haven't talked about or do you don't think gets talked about enough? Well, we talked about Tin Cup. That's the one that sticks out the most. Another one, which came out three years ago during the pandemic called Let Him Go. Oh, yeah. I didn't that see that. was him and Diane Lane, my good friend, Diane Lane. Yes. And that's pretty good. And he, it shows him aging. He doesn't, he doesn't steer away from the fact that he's old. It's not like all of a sudden this guy's a miraculous fighter and he's Costner's age. Right. It's a guy who's, he's trying to save his family and it, it's a good performance because he lets the reality of it come out that he's not 30 years old anymore. So I thought that was, that was a pretty good one. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people have seen that one either. I've not seen it. I want to see it. Open Range is a pretty good movie too. I, Western. I haven't seen those. Him and Annette Benning. But <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up, which was embarrassing for him, was in Truth or Dare. Remember Truth or Dare? The Madonna movie? Yeah. Where he goes backstage and he tells her that her concert was neat. I missed that part. And then she pretends like she's throwing up when he leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, that was a rough one for huh. Kevin Costner. Poor Kevin Costner. You know, he's trying to meet Madonna and, you know, score a little points and she and he made her vomit. <laughs> puts it in her movie. And then she embarrasses him before the So world. every Madonna fan thinks Kevin Costner is an idiot. <laughs> I'm watching that. But, yeah, I mean, again, he's he's very Tom Cruise-like, I think. Now... Less robotic, though, than Tom Cruise. Yeah, I want to get into that uh, a little bit. Um, my favorite... And I also want to talk about... Yellowstone really quickly. Um, I would say that my um, most underrated, and it's just a performance, and I can't tell whether it's because everyone else in the cast is so ridiculous or whether Costner is so good, but all the Batman versus Superman, the DC comic, because mm-hmm. uh, they're all running around and they're all acting, and then Costner shows up and he plays Clark Kent's father. Mm-hmm. And um, and he just, I to me, he just steals every scene he's in. And he's not even doing anything crazy. He's just... Uh, it's like, oh, I guess Clark Kent's dad is actually a badass, <laughs> and, uh, you know, or, or an American icon legend. I, I, to me, I'm like, Kevin Costner's great. Like, I haven't heard about, I haven't thought of you in, you know, forever, but mm-hmm. you're doing great work here. So, and I don't think too much of those movies, to be honest, yep. uh, but mm-hmm. he's, he's good. Yeah, He's good in those. Those are my underrated uh, performance. And of course, 3,000 Miles to Graceland with Kurt Russell, uh, of course, uh, but uh, we won't talk about 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Uh, okay, because I don't think I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> well, that, movie, that movie was awful. Uh, yeah. So bad. He was very miscast in that one. Extremely. Um, but let's talk a, a little bit about, well, first, let's talk about uh, Costner versus Cruz, because you had said that he is kind of like Cruz in that, you know, he's an everyman and he's, um, you know, got that persona, but he's less robotic than Cruz. Right. Costner seems more like a real person, mm-hmm. but they both stay in their lane for the most part. Yeah. The cruise, his biggest departure, we had the Tom Cruise episode. We did. You should watch that. It's very good. And like Eyes Wide Shut was a departure for him. Yep. He tried maybe a couple 
other things. Mm-hmm. But now he's doing 8,000 Mission Impossible movies. I mean, he's got to be. Costner, it's kind of like the same thing. His departures have never worked. No. Waterworld, Postman, 3,000 Miles to Graceland was definitely a different role for him. Yeah. And part of it might not be either one of those guys. It might not be their fault. It's just people don't want to see them as that. Well, I mean, but that's part of being a movie star, too. If you're a movie star first and not an actor, not that you're, not, I mean, they're both, I like Costner better as an actor than Tom Cruise, but you are a movie star first when you're as big as those two guys are. Right. So that makes it, people want to see you do these things you've done before. So it makes it harder to show something different. Yeah. And also another comparison with those two is they're both good in like an athletic role. Like Tom Cruise wants to jump off a mountain and <laughs> Costner wants to play an athlete in every movie. Right, right, and right. They're good. They're good at that stuff. They are. That's their wheelhouse. They are. If they have something physical to do. They're not going to make my dinner with Andre or something like that. <laughs> no, they're not. Let's do it. <laughs> that should be the next movie. Let's do a quiet drama with Costner and Cruz as <laughs> two brothers having a conversation at the kitchen table. They <laughs> make it three hours long. Costner could never do like interview with a vampire. They should do like interview with the old vampires. In- <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I've never seen interview with the vampire. Do, do you like Cruz in it? I never saw it. I never saw it. interview with the vampire. Uh, Cruz, Pitt, and Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I never did see that. My I, guess would be Antonio Banderas does the best as a vampire in that one. I, I kind of do want to see it just to watch these guys just ham it up. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. And I feel like Cruz is still a little too bouncy and, you know, you know, energetic and which is fine. But Costner is more, it feels like he's more solid and right, right. has these, has this kind of, I've, I've said the word gravitas and or seriousness. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to see Costner but, and I think that's kind of his appeal in Yellowstone is that he's not necessarily he's ruthless he's a he's like a, he's a murderer he's a killer oh he isn't it I don't know anything about Yellowstone Yellowstone and I think have you watched it yeah I think yeah. Um, season one and season two were the best um, season three was not as good and now I feel like it's jumped the shark I can't watch it I'm just like you're all ridiculous um, maybe but, they need Titus Wellover well that would really uh, solidify I mean when we do the Jag Bags episode on Titus Welliver, and it's called Why Hasn't Titus Welliver Won Oscars, um, then we'll explore that in more detail. Because he mainly does TV, I think. He's wasting his time. I mean... Deadwood, Bosch. What was the other one you talked about a few weeks Titus ago? Welliver? Yeah. Uh... It's escaping me, but give me, I'll, I'm consulting with Alex, having Alex find it. Give him a few years. He'll be back. Um, Alex is still recovering from Lollapalooza. That's what he wrote on Instagram today. <laughs> well, Lollapoopta is what he wrote. Is it, he told me he was, uh, he was taking a, uh, he, t- he told me he was on sabbatical. Mm. Uh, I think it's called Hangover. <laughs> I don't know why you have to lie and slander his name this way. Poor <laughs> Alex. Alex said, Alex just came back and said that he was in uh, the X-Files. He was in Suits and uh, the town. I don't remember him in the town. I thought he had a recent show that you said was pretty good. That wasn't Bosch. Well, it's Bosch. Maybe I'm, think- maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. There's Bosch Legacy. Yeah, it's not that. Okay, I'm thinking. Of, I must be thinking of something else. By the way, the picture that comes up uh, on Google of uh, the the headshot of Titus Welliver is nothing short of unbelievable. <laughs> send this to you because this is the finest. <laughs> 
Look at well. What is Wellever doing? Well, for Costner, as we get close to wrapping up, where do you put him in actor land, like skill wise? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Like, where does he, uh, where does he belong in the pantheon? Mm-hmm. I would call Costner third, maybe second. I could see the argument for second. Um, I think the argument for second is looking at all these movies. Do I do I think he's bad in any of them? I think the only one that comes to mind is not a good performance is Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. Right. Right. But pretty much everything else, I'm like, yeah, he's he's good in these. He's good in these. Yeah. But he doesn't have a performance where you're like, that should have won Oscars. Right. There's not a except for maybe Perfect World. Perfect World's the one that kind of tore my heart out. That's now why I, I think it's his, his best performance. Now I gotta see it again because I the only time I saw it was if I think about it 30 years ago. Yeah, was, me too, I think. But yeah, I, I I thought it was great. Agreed. Agreed. What year did that come out? 93. 90. Is that long ago? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. I loved that movie. And we haven't even discussed the bodyguard, but that's because because well, the body. <laughs> He's not bad in the bodyguard. A gajillion dollars. Right. And he's not bad in it. It's just kind of a ridiculous movie. It's a ridiculous movie. But he's not, he's fine. He's fine. You're not watching it going, oh, he's terrible. Yeah, I did. I could never believe it. For what it is, he he does a good job. I feel like Costner's bids for like, you know, the true, you know, the first Pantheon status, which would have been Waterworld. If Waterworld had been a major success because Costner put so much of himself into that movie, Mm -hmm. he really did take a huge chance on that and it just didn't work out for him. And then he had enough juice to try it again with the Postman and that was even a more spectacular bomb. And it just kind of, I, I feel like, it, yeah, it did kind of, not destroy, but it knocked him down several pegs in terms of... It did, as far as box office draw, he he lost it with those two movies, yeah. which is why I think he ended up going to TV. He tried for how many more years and he's like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to do Yellowstone. And I feel like people were waiting for that from him. They're like, he's that's what we want you to do. He is we back on we want you to do that. That's the Kevin Costner we're waiting for. I'd be curious to, if you ever watch it, to see what you think, because he is a, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah. And that's something that we haven't really seen from Costner. No, we haven't. So that might be interesting. Yeah. With, the, with the exception of Perfect World. But Perfect World is a complicated character, if I remember correctly. Yes, it is. Yeah. But at the end, he's not a good person. Have you seen two of these other sports-related ones of his? Did you ever see For Love of the Game? No, I never have did. Have you ever seen Swing? Not Swing Vote. Well, draft. Swing Vote, I don't think either one of us has seen that. Draft Day? Uh, draft, yeah. Did you see that one? I heard it was very dumb. <laughs> I forgot he was in Hidden Figures. That's a good movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, he's good in that. He is. I never yeah, saw so him. he doesn't have like a lot of clunkers. Because, I mean, I liked Waterworld, so that doesn't count for me as something against him. But the range, the range is the what stops him from being a Pantheon guy, I think. Like a top Pantheon guy. Yeah. Because you can't go, oh, he did this. This was completely different than what he normally does. Right. Well, the uh, the book isn't totally written on him. He may he may get a, uh, you know, 75-year-old, you know, his finest role yet and win all the Oscars. And- but my question, okay, so that, that brings up a good point, though. Is he one of those people, though? Is he beloved? I don't see him as being no. beloved. I don't see him as beloved. Because he doesn't have a public personality. No. You don't know a ton about him. Right. I mean, he's been married a couple times, but he's not in the news. No. He's a guy who does his job. Right. Another kind of Tom Cruise comparison, too. They come and they do their stuff, but you don't hear much about him besides that. They're not in the tabloids. Well, Tom Cruise was for a little bit when he... When- <laughs> The whole Katie <laughs> But I think he learned his lesson and he just kind of stopped revealing anything about himself after that. <laughs> he was done. But Costner, he's never had anything like that. But I think that kind of works against you in a little bit of a way because then people are like, well, 
then you're boring. That's, I don't even know if you're boring. It's like, you don't feel like, hey, that's my friend up there. I feel like like TV, people who have been in big TV shows always say that. Like when their fans approach them, they act like they know them. Right. You've been in their houses every week for a long time. Uh, so if you're a movie star and you're not, you don't come off as accessible, you might like the person and the acting and everything, but there's no, there's not a warmth there. Right. That's what I would say about him. That's what maybe makes him, I don't think it has to do with like his acting ability or anything. But as far as people rooting for him, I don't know if there's people are going to be, oh, Kevin Costner, someone who should have. And he did win an Oscar. He won his, but that was directing. He won his Dances with Wolves yeah, Oscar. Right? Best I guess picture. he has won one. He just hasn't won one for acting. Best Picture and Best Director. Yeah. So he's got his two Oscars. Yeah, amazing. So I guess the only way you would root for him is if you thought he's a great actor. Why has he never won? Why didn't he win for, or even get nominated for Perfect World? Or, I mean, he, he never would get nominated for something like Tin Cup. Because yeah. like a sports movie is like a comedy. You're not going to get nominated for a sports movie unless it's about somebody dying right that, that's another snobbery thing yeah yeah no matter how good you are in it yeah you're always <laughs> i just saw it i just saw it tight as well <laughs> ridiculous what's going on are you sure that's not a picture of him dressing up as joe rogan for Halloween? i was i was actually that's how i was going to dress for jag bags night at the joe at the earth wind and fire lionel richie <laughs> you can wear that <laughs> <laughs> show up that in my fake beard. Costner will never reach Welliver's status. Uh, nobody, nobody will. Well, you know what? I, this is a uh, a jag bags idea. Let's both watch the Postman and then come back with our. We'll, and we'll do an entire podcast episode on the Postman. Our reaction to the Postman. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Uh, um, I'll watch it. Or we could do a twofer. We could watch that and Perfect World. That's Those a Perfect one. World. Hold up. We'll get some. Uh, we'll get some uh, movie critics in to uh, help with that as well. Uh, oh no, movie critics just you and me all right well we didn't really argue i thought we'd argue over a movie uh like where you know i would say this movie is the finest and you would say beave you should not talk anymore about <laughs> yeah we kind of we kind of agree on it. we kind of do um well uh well i think that uh more to come on costner but um yeah i think the, maybe we should watch sizzle beach usa also there you go we'll do a trilogy a costner trilogy of sizzle beach i now i'm gonna look for it I'm sure it's available uh, on freebie. Um, <laughs> anything uh, else on uh, on Kevin Costner? No, pretty efficient. We're, we're very efficient tonight. We wanted to be efficient just for tonight only because get to the meat of the uh, order and uh, just talk uh, about Costner. But if you have any thoughts on uh, him or movies that we're wrong about, please drop us a line. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And uh, send us your favorite Costner movies. And if there's a podcast topic related to that that you feel we should cover let us know if we pick that topic we'll send you a jag bags t-shirt uh so keep the ideas rolling uh and subscribe to us we're available wherever fine podcasts are found please write us a review make it hashtag jag bags uh thanks very much for listening when you're ready to listen put a little jag bags in your ear